the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. So today's episode is going to be a little different. I am going to be sharing my entrepreneurial journey. And by sharing my very imperfect story, I hope that it inspires many of you who are standing there thinking of maybe dipping your toe into the online business ocean, or maybe you already have a business and you're feeling a little stuck. I hope that my story helps normalize that struggle for you because nothing about my own experience has been like this perfect straight line. So my story begins when I was two years old. I was... I'm just kidding, you guys. Like no one needs to hear my entire life story. I thought that was funny. Uh, Let's just start with the day I first entered the online business world. That fateful night back in 2011, I was working as a school psychologist here in Denver, and there was just a part of me that felt something was missing. I would go to work, come home, work out, shower, and then what? (laughs) There was no way I was going to just sit in front of a TV for hours and then just go to bed. I just, I just have this personality that wants to create and learn and grow and be productive. I wanted to do something. So I started more after school preventative projects at work. I started a girls on the run program there and I did after school groups, but the same problem happened. I would come home, work out and then look at the clock and I'd have three to four hours before I go to bed. And I knew I could do something with that time. And this was obviously back before I gave birth to a tiny human, of course. Isn't it funny how we have no idea how much free time we truly have uh, back before having kids? Anyway, at the time, I was following a whole slew of style blogs. And gosh, back then, we're talking about the OGs of style bloggers. This was before like to know it before Instagram and before most of all the monetization funnels that exist today for content creators even existed. So back then you had a style blog because you liked style and you wanted to create community and conversation around that topic. Anyway, I am not the most stylish, never have been, (laughs) but I love clothes and I wanted to get better at it. Like I look back, I, I think I might be one of the only quote unquote style bloggers who started this, who started a blog as a self-improvement project. But so one night (laughs) I had had a glass or three of wine and I just decided, okay, it's, it's happening. I'm going to do this. And I sat in front of my computer and I think I Googled like how to start a blog. And I just walked step-by-step. And back then it was much more complicated than it is today. And I, I spent hours, I think it was up till one or two in the morning. I had work the next day. This was not responsible, but I, I went to bed that night and I, I did it. I had a blog and I realized at the time I had no authority or business creating a style blog, but I was going to do it anyway. And I had no tech experience either, but I knew I could figure things out. Like I was determined to just 
take imperfect action and fail forward to create this thing. Let's credit the, the Pinot Noir that night too. But by the way, this is how most online businesses are started. Like we need to stop waiting for everything to be perfect. Like the right time, the right web designer, the right social media strategy, just we got to jump in already and know that you're going to be okay and you're going to figure it out as you go. It's kind of like being a parent. It's not something you can read about and just prepare for. It's something you just have to do. And I think my first post, I took a photo of a couple bottles of nail polish and talked about how great these colors were. Something, (laughs) I remember it being very, like just completely asinine and lame. But even at the time, I told myself, done beats perfect. And I just, I just went with it. And over the next year, like the next full year, I read all the books I could about growing a blog. And back then there were only a few, but it was pretty much a solid year of creating and posting content to no one. I mean, really we're talking hundreds and hundreds of hours working on something with no ROI. And over this year, I also connected with other bloggers and made friendships uh, with them. And this is kind of where I want to share my first little aha moment, or just called a takeaway point, is that people talk about the importance of networking in the online business space, how you need to form relationships with others in your field. And I don't know about you, but I personally really dislike the word networking. I think as an introvert, introvert, it sounds a little too close to the idea of making small talk like at a chamber of commerce mixer or something, which by the way, is something I had to do in my corporate life before I became a school psychologist. I remember standing in the corner of this car dealership that was hosting the chamber of commerce get together that month. And my boss always made me go by myself. And I just remember standing there watching everyone make small talk and exchanging business cards. And I just wanted to go throw up and reevaluate my life. I don't know, but I digress. (laughs) Going back to the online space, I don't call it networking. I call it connecting. And it's easy to connect with people who share similar passions, ideas, values, a sense of humor, you name it. And just by commenting something real on someone's blog post, like you'd be kickstarting a possible friendship. And when I say real, I just mean sound like a human being and say something that you mean, not one of those copy and paste comments that we see all the time on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, this is something you can do today on Instagram is to send a DM to someone that you truly enjoy and just say, Hey, like, I think you're awesome. I love how you talk about X, Y, Z. I just wanted you to know, have a great rest of your Tuesday. And Those type of authentic messages are so powerful because one, you're being a positive human being, which in today's world is awesome. Number two, you're validating someone's hard work and that makes them smile. And three, you're inviting them to notice you and start a normal, real conversation. And they'll see that you're in a similar online business space. And that type of support is just, it's just awesome. So I have so many actual friendships from women I connected with back in the days, um, women that I keep in touch with today, but we collaborated back then by doing shared outfit posts, guest hosting on one another's blog and partnerships with brands. So early on, I learned the lesson that an introvert can absolutely grow an online presence and it doesn't require you to 
relive the pain and life-questioning moment of eating suspicious-looking cheese from a tray in the back of a car dealership surrounded by people who have a PhD in small talk. So, all right, going back to the blog, within two years, I was averaging over a quarter million page views a month, which was beyond my goal of five people when I first started. But here's the thing. I was stuck at around 50 to 75,000 page views a month for a very long time before that. And I kept racking my brain wondering, all right, how the heck can I build this thing? How can I break through this ceiling? And so I remember I held a brainstorming session one night and my first idea was, well, maybe if I got better style, I would grow, but that wasn't going to happen. I was, I was capped out. <laughs> But also to improve my style wasn't necessarily going to have a direct effect on my traffic, right? It would quite possibly improve the conversion rate for my affiliate links, but that's probably it. So what else? Well, I thought I could do more collaborations. So yes, audience sharing is a very effective marketing tool for any online business. You want to know where your target market is and see how you can get in front of them. And collaborations with similar bloggers and features on brand accounts would be great, but both require energy and time. And when you're working full-time, like I was, and writing four to five blog posts a week, you have little left over of both of those things. So then I thought, okay, maybe I just need to bite the bullet and hire a professional photographer. But like, I did not have the money at the time. Like that really wasn't an option for me as a newer blogger. So I felt like I was at a loss of how to break through. I felt stuck. And then I had an idea and this idea changed everything for me. I was driving home from work and I was just thinking about the day and laughing about this funny story that happened. Um, I, when you're working with kids, you have funny things happen all the time. And I thought, I bet the type of woman who follows my blog would die laughing at this story. But then I thought, but I, I can't share that. It has nothing to do with fashion. And none of the respectable bloggers I know would inject this type of story into their content. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was caught in this place where I felt like if I wanted to grow a successful blog, I needed to be like these other successful bloggers. And this was maybe the biggest lesson I have learned in my entire online business career. The truth is you will never stand out if you're trying to be like someone else. Like you'll never be known for what you're meant to be known for. If your identity and your message is mixed up with you trying to be someone or something you're not. And as I drove home that day, I thought, I, I think I want to do things differently. Like, I think I'm done trying to fit this mold. I'm going to make my own mold. That's a funny sentence, right? (laughs) So that's exactly what I did. I made my own mold. I gave myself permission to just be different, to be a little weird and to truly speak and write in my voice and create the blog that was in my heart. So that Friday was the first of what became a regular Friday series called Moments of the Week. And I would share a casual Friday outfit and I'd briefly recount the funny or weird things that happened to me that week at work or just in real life. And that little weekly series is what changed the entire tone of my blog. I was a style blog, but my writing style became much more personal and more relatable. 
I wanted to connect with other women on a totally different real life level. And it turned out that my moments of the week became that catalyst for the breakthrough that I had been searching for. And it's, it's funny, right? Because we get so stuck in business and often looking at the same old tactics to grow, right? If we're stuck, we we start looking around like, well, maybe if I create another opt-in, I'll grow. Or maybe if I post more on social media, I'll grow. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to creating a personal brand that operates within your unique zone of genius, which includes your voice, your values, your mission. And when you forget about trying to copy other people and you put those blinders on and just do you, like do you 100%, that's when the magic happens. And after I started that series, it wasn't just my traffic that increased. It was my joy in creating the content. My income increased. I was receiving collaboration offers from Nordstrom, Adidas, Maybelline. I landed a one-on-one makeover project with Wayfair that never in my wildest dreams would be something I would have the I thought I'd have the opportunity to work on. So the style blog was my phase one. And again, the three biggest takeaways from those years were one, waiting empowers mediocrity. If it's on your heart and you know it feels like the right direction, you take action now and know that you're going to learn as you go. It's, it's going to be okay. Number two, make an effort to get to know others in your online field. Like those friendships will help you not only with the business, but also the personal side of the journey. And number three is put your blinders on. <laughs> Stop looking around and doing what I was doing at what everyone else is looking and seeing what they're doing and thinking I have to just do it exactly like her and ask yourself, what makes sense for me and my target market? Don't be afraid of being different. Be afraid of being just like everyone else. Okay, so let's move on to my second online business and those key takeaways. So fast forward a few years. At this time, I was living in Las Vegas. And although the style blog was pulling in more than my full-time income, as a school psychologist, I was still working and oh, and I had a baby. So all that free time I had back in those early days were long gone, poof, nowhere in sight. I was living off of black coffee. But I was also struggling with the baby weight after giving birth to Cooper. I have always been super active. I was a college athlete and I have always worked out consistently. But after moving to Las Vegas and living in a hotel room with just Cooper for almost six months, which is a whole nother story, I was just always exhausted, um, probably depressed, and I was what you would call skinny fat, I guess. So I did what most people would do in that position, and I went and joined a gym. I found one that was super close to the two elementary schools I worked at, and it had a daycare. So I thought, okay. I can do this. So one day after work, I picked up Cooper from the daycare that he spent all day in. And I walked into the gym daycare and I dropped him off with, you guys, this boy looked like he was 14 years old and had never held a baby before. I, I handed over my, my child and I left and I went upstairs to the workout area. And I'll never forget, I walked over to the cardio area and I found a machine, a little treadmill, and I looked up and I saw that they had a monitor for the daycare. And I thought, oh, I can go see if I can find Cooper. So I went over to the monitor, which was, it was like hung way, way high. So I could barely see. That was a poor planning decision on their part, but I couldn't see Cooper. 
And I thought, well, I just have to trust and know everything's fine. Just get your workout in, Marion. So I went back to the treadmill and I think I ran for like five, 10 minutes. And finally I just said, I can't do this. I went downstairs. I checked Cooper out of the daycare and that ladies and gentlemen was the most expensive 10 minute workout of my life for, I had signed a two year contract and that turned out to be the first and the last time I ever went there. So I just felt stuck. I just couldn't have Cooper be in daycare all day long only to put him in daycare when I was off work. So I didn't know what to do. And I remember I had a phone conversation with my brother, who is a very busy um, tax attorney, and he told me how he lost all this weight with this at-home program called P90X3, and it sounded weird and intimidating, but I thought, you know what? What I'm doing isn't working, so I will try an at-home workout program, and we'll just see how this goes. So I ordered it. I got it. And then next day, I got up early before I would wake Cooper up, and In 30 minutes, I was done with my workout and I loved it. I felt joy and hope for the first time in so long that morning. And it it wasn't just about the workout. It was about taking control of my life, of my circumstances. I felt trapped in so many aspects of my life back then that this one little silly DVD had given me a gift. So within three days, I signed up to become a Beachbody coach. And I did not know at the time that it was a network marketing business. I had never even heard of that at the time. I just knew that other women like me who maybe didn't know that this was an option needed to know about it. And I wanted to create a community where we could work out together and cheer one another on. So I wanted to create another community like the blog I had created. So that is what I set out to do. And then I saw all these women who were building businesses with it. And so I dove deeper and I immediately thought, okay, I can do this. So I did. And within 10 months, I had surpassed my school psychologist income and I decided to retire from the educational field so that I could be home with, with Cooper and grow my online businesses. So I grew a top 25 team within two years And the thing is, we didn't grow by following the advice that was always passed down to us from corporate. We were very much a renegade team. And I feel like I could do a whole podcast on network marketing because it's its own little beast. Um, But in looking back, I would just highlight three really key lessons that I learned. And I would say these absolutely apply to any online business, not just network marketing. And here they are. Number one, don't listen to corporate. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm being somewhat tongue in cheek when I say this, but it's kind of true. You guys, our corporate would tell you that in order to be successful, you should be sending out at least five personal invitations a day. And I think I sent out two one day and I immediately stopped because it just felt wrong. Like I feel like I owe those two people an apology, um, by the way, sorry about that. But you guys, I I don't want to spam people. You don't want to spam people. People see what you're offering online. And if it resonates with them and they think, hey, I want to know more about what Becky is putting together right now. It looks like it could be a good solution to my problem. Then they're going to message you. But sending out cold invites is just a really tedious, outdated, and I don't know, kind of a impersonal, rude way to grow a business, in my opinion. 
And I come from a psychology background, right? So early on, I taught my team how to create a personal brand and only focus on specializing on the problem that you're offering people a solution for. So just make sure that you are taking advice from the higher ups with a grain of salt. And just because they say this is the formula for success does not make it so. Okay. All right. Number two, service over self-promotion always wins. Always. So I remember another corporate training where this woman was a very successful coach and she was telling people that she doesn't let anyone in her group if they don't purchase X number of product. I don't know what the number was, but, and the reasoning she gave, which I understand is that she wasn't running a charity. She was running a business and okay, I get that. But again, it didn't sit well with me. I went into this business because I wanted to work with people. I wanted to help. It's also why I went into psychology. So I decided that I wasn't going to run my business from a lack mindset, meaning I wanted to welcome women into my groups that maybe had an old DVD laying around in their basement and they just finally got around to saying, okay, let's do this. Or they um, had a lot of people borrow programs from their girlfriends. So I chose service over self-promotion and my business has skyrocketed. Why? It's because I had women join me with their borrowed DVDs and then go on to become rock star top ranking coaches in the company themselves. Women who fell in love with the group and the idea of our community and went on to create their own groups and communities. So it turned into this abundance on overload. And that is a beautiful thing to witness and to be a part of. And the third and final lesson I have learned is that your business will only grow to the extent that you grow. And gosh, you guys, mindset will change everything about your business. It'll change how you step inside and operate. It'll determine if you quit at the first sign of struggle or if you persevere and overcome. It is the difference between making a three-figure weekly income and a five-figure weekly income. Your mindset dictates how you want to make an impact and what that looks like. And having worked with and mentored hundreds of women in the online business space, the X factor has always been teaching and cultivating a success mindset. So that's the good news. It is something that you can create kind of like a muscle. Really? We got to work it out a little bit. We have to show up, but it will happen. And one thing I I also learned was that 99% of online business owners skip the mindset stuff. They see it as fluff, right? They just want to dive into the doing without realizing that our doing is only as good as the being doing the doing. Now, and that sounds kind of meta, <laughs> so I'll repeat it here. But our doing is only as good as the human being doing the doing. So... I'll give you an example. Imagine you're looking at two Instagram posts. One of them, the woman is slouched over in the photo and her smile looks insincere, almost kind of forced. And in her post, she's talking about how you should join her online course to learn how to make the best sourdough bread ever. And she uses words like good and I hope you try it. And the other one, is a picture of a woman and she is smiling like she just won the lottery and she's making eye contact and in her hands, she's holding a beautiful loaf of bread. Who doesn't love carbs, right? 
And in her post, she's telling you that she's perfected her already perfect sourdough bread recipe, and she is beyond elated to share it with you. And she uses phrases like next level flavor, and your friends will be begging you for the secret recipe. Which one do you think you'd want to purchase from? And probably the second one, right? No brainer. And do you think this shift is because the second one, uh, the second woman took a copywriting class? No, no, heck no. This is the difference between a killer CEO mindset and an emerging mindset. The difference between a mindset that vibrates with confidence and abundance where people are drawn to you versus a mindset that feels unsure and almost a little desperate. And you're talking about two different business energy levels, confidence and performance, and that is going to result in two different levels of impact and two different levels of income. And it all begins and ends with mindset. So that is the X factor engine for a truly successful online business and why I am so passionate about what I do today. So this is why I get fired up to be launching Um, This spring, my mindset program specifically for online entrepreneurs, I know it's going to change so many lives in the best, most beautiful way. So stay tuned for info on that in the coming months. But okay, you guys, so that is my little story. I hope that it showed you that you can absolutely create whatever it is that you wish to create. You can do this. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. Yeah.